Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Thank you, Pastor Cordo, and praise the Lord, everyone. So good to be back in Oconomowoc, and we're very blessed. Thank you for praying for us during our time of COVID. I know y'all all all were, many of y'all were sick also, maybe during the same time. Uh, My wife had a headache and a cough for two days. She was good. I was glad for that because she had to take care of me when I come out of the hospital. So she needed to be in good. She needed to be good. And, um, but I've never felt that close to dying in my entire life. It was, it was fearful, uh, to say the least. You know, we all want to see Jesus, but we prefer the rapture. And as I lay there in that hospital hooked up to the oxygen and things, I told my body whether it done any good or not, as I, I laid on my belly uh, with a pillow under my abdomen, I, I told my body, I said, fight. Come on, fight. And that's what I kept telling myself. And uh, <clears throat> fight, fight. And somebody touched the Lord for me. I'm very thankful for the body of Christ. I was so, uh, so emotional. I'm emotional anyway, but you're very emotional when you come out of these situations. You're just thankful just to breathe. And uh, when I got home, my wife went through uh, Facebook uh, messages and the United Pentecostal, uh, Northeast India United Pentecostal Church called every pastor or emailed them and told them, pray for Brother Mark Harris. He's our missionary and he's got to come back. And in Japan, they they made videos and sent them to me. And all the church said, we're praying for you, Brother Mark Harris. Please come back. We love you. And just, just that in itself, uh, all around the world, uh, I'm sure people I didn't know, people were praying intercessory prayer. And now we get to... Uh, we get to not really pay people back, but we want to pray for everyone that we know. Amen. And, and uh, surely those that we do. And as God leads you to pray in the spirit. So thank you so much. It is so wonderful to see the bishop and uh, his beautiful wife. These are so wonderful, great, awesome people. Brother and sister, Rick Kiley, uh, Richard Kiley, and uh, known them for a long time. Ever since I came in the district evangelizing, uh, yeah, 25, 30 years ago or more, these people had me and used me and uh, act like they really liked me. And they still do that. <clears throat> Praise God. And then Brother Corder with the Sunday school, remember him from years gone by, all those years of being faithful. And faithfulness pays off. Amen. Praise the Lord. Asia is the world's largest and most populated region. 4.5 billion people that are in Asia make up roughly 60% of the world's population. You know, many of the world's uh, major religions have their origins in Asia, including uh, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Chinese folk religion, and Buddhism. And we're very happy to be there. Uh, When we left you last year, uh, we were told that we could not go back into the country at that time to live where our burden was at. And so they told us to pack two bags apiece under 50 pounds or up to 50 pounds. And that until they found a place for us to stay, we would just travel and live in motels. And... uh, so that's what we did. We left with no home, uh, home base to go to. And after three months of traveling, we, connect, we uh, messaged back to our regional director and we said, we can't take this anymore. 
most of the meetings that you have are during the festivals of uh, the Hindus and Muslims. And uh, they get up at five, well, first, you know, the call to prayer, the first one starts at 5.15 in the morning. And every mosque, I was living, uh, staying in countries that uh, have uh, the third and fourth largest Muslim, Muslim population in the world. And so every mosque, and some of them have more mosque in them than any country, some of them that we went to, of the others. So every mosque has a stereo system up on top of their roof. And every morning, every one of them starts at 5.15 for the first call to prayer. And they get up and they call everyone to prayer in Arabic. Whatever it is. And uh, if you're not used to it, it keeps you awake uh, Especially when you get there, you're trying to adjust to uh, catch up on your sleep from 35 hours of flying from here uh, to uh, uh, to there. Uh, but after a while, you get used to it. Uh, so then the, the the Hindus, they have their festivals. And they start at 5 in the morning with the whole band. They beat drums all around your house. And... and uh, so we were, we were in warfare from the time we got on the soil of that country, those countries, until we had no no really a place to rest uh, and get out of uh, the spiritual climate, which is very heavy um, there, kind of like in America. Amen. So... In our traveling, we, we did youth and children's camps. We instituted youth uh, Sunday school in Bangladesh. We were there 13 months. They didn't have Sunday school because they were meeting in one room. Uh, they don't have Sunday school classes. So we decided, well, how about Saturday school? So we started Sunday school, and uh, that's still going today. We, we've been away from Bangladesh for five years uh, but they're still having Sunday school and every Saturday or Saturday school, every Saturday, I mean, even in COVID when they're allowed to, I'll take that back, but uh, they have over a hundred Muslim kids that they're teaching the oneness doctrine to and baptism in Jesus name. And so we're very thankful for that. Uh, and in, in uh, another country that we went to right next to that, uh, that we can't tell you the name, I guess we can, India, we started children's camps and we had our first camp that we put on, the Wisconsin District Camp under Jeff Alberson. Uh, they supported that camp and sent the money in the Wisconsin District so we could have uh, helped uh, uh, and uh, put on that camp. It cost 3,000 American dollars for 300 kids for three days. That's a cheap camp. And plus, everybody else that came that wanted free food that we feed because uh, that's three meals a day, ice cream, and uh, that's a treat for them. They've never had an ice cream cone till we, we uh, money that was sent to pay for it. So uh, in the second day of the children's camp, 200 children in their worship service received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. 200 kids. A cloud came in. A cloud of glory came in and it just swept the whole place. And uh, I didn't know what they were singing. It didn't really matter. Uh, I knew they were in good hands and they had their uh, uh, Hindu, uh, it was in the language of Bengali uh, language. And uh, they were singing and worshiping and the power just fell. And uh, all you can do during times like this is just sit back and cry because it's so phenomenal. You've never seen anything. You can't, you can't describe it in words to no one. And uh, when you see the pictures, you can rejoice of the video uh, in just a few minutes. But you really weren't there, you know. Uh, and even today, I still feel that same fire. Amen. So we got invited we, we, we got invited to an orphanage and uh, one of the pastors, uh, he said to me, brother, thank you so much for coming to doing your gospel illusions, uh, your magic tricks. He said, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we are looking forward to you to coming to uh, the orphanage. And I said to him, oh, brother, oh, bye. Thank you so much. I said, brother, what do you want God to do in the orphanage service tomorrow? And he said, oh, brother, oh, bye, Harish. Uh, he said to me, uh, 
uh, oh, I don't understand. I said, oh, but what do you want God to do? And he said, ha, 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 yes, 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 Bucci, uh, uh, I understand. And then he said, oh, Brother Haddish, I would, I would pray that all 42 children would receive the Holy Ghost. And I said to him, we was traveling, I said to him, I said, as you have spoken, so shall it be, thus saith the Lord. And then I went, oh. Oh, Lord, where did that come from? <laughs> oh, uh, the next day, me and my wife went there. 42 kids that had never been in Pentecostal service before, never felt the presence of God. We did our gospel illusions, and uh, we gave the altar call, and he went to listen to every one of them, the pastor, and he listened as every one of them spoke in another language that they never heard before or been taught. They were not speaking Hindi, amen. They were speaking in another language, and then without having any, uh, watching anybody do this or having seen it before, they all, uh, uh, they, they begin when they speak spoke in tongues. They fell out in the spirit. They fell down. No, no, no. That's not spiritual, but the speaking in tongues was. And uh, for some reason, they just all laid out there for 45 minutes. And it was something to see. Uh, again, just stepping back. Leadership and ministers conference. Uh, uh, we have all type of pastors that come. We, we have it in a, uh, a, a place that the Catholics run. They open it up and uh, it's free for everyone. It just cost us $5,000 to put one on, American dollars. And we have three to 400 pastors there, Trinitarians. We have the Catholics. It don't matter. They all come out. UPC, PPC, we don't care. Uh, and uh, at the close of the conference, 27 Trinitarian pastors took, they call it, took baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. People are getting the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. And those pastor's conferences, uh, I asked the brother who's uh, asking me to come. I said, brother, uh, what do you want me to teach on? He said, please teach uh, doctrine. Everywhere we go, we teach doctrine. We teach the oneness. We teach the very basic. They're just so hungry to know one more time. Amen. And have it grounded, be grounded in the truth because uh, they don't get speakers to come in all the time. And I'm the only one in these areas. So um, we uh, got invited to go to Tokyo and be with Brother Richard Lucas. And so we, we were there five weeks. They said, we're going to put you in a mansion, brother. And I told my wife, we ain't never been in a mansion, honey. I'm telling you, we're going to a mansion in Tokyo. I mean, I, don't go here. Don't, don't go there. But I said, I'm going to swim late at night. I just can't wait. I'm going to have at least three or four pools, uh, you know, because it's a mansion. Well, the Lucas boy, Jason Lucas, picked us up from the airport and took us to our mansion. And it was 9 by 21. That was our mansion. Everything in Japan is small. It's not made for big people. Uh, I can't tell you what the bathroom was like, but let me tell you, you don't want to go there either. Uh, but, you know, they said, it's a brother, it's a big bathtub, and I, I could barely get in it. It was that big. <laughs> and then you had to mop up all the water because, you know... Uh, <coughs> Anyway, we were glad for five weeks in our mansion that cost $1,700 a month for that mansion. Very expensive to live in a first world country. And then we got to go on the bullet train. And the bullet train takes you through Japan and Tokyo. And it is the fastest thing on rails. It goes over 200 miles an hour. And you get in like an airplane, you buckle in. And then it takes off and it's shaped like a bullet. And then it goes, and then you're just gone. And, and uh, uh, so it saves a lot of time. And we got to ride the bullet train. We called Sunday school seminars in Japan, home Bible study seminars, evangelism seminars. We taught all over many places in Asia. In the Bible college in Myanmar, 86 students received the Holy Ghost in one day. We thank God for that. Amen. All of these things that are happening in these countries uh, that we're going to, uh, uh, or helps us fulfill our mission statement, which is to see Asia saved, healed, set free, discipled, equipped, empowered, serving, and saturated with the apostolic doctrine. Later, we got called into Okinawa, where in Japan we have 24 military bases. And uh, in Okinawa, we have 14. It was so awesome to go and uh, be on base. We got to uh, work with uh, and, and are still waiting, working with the Asian military chaplain, Brother Fonzel Marsh, uh, uh, 
brother Parker used to be there, and he was the Asian military chaplain in Okinawa. And since he's been back in America, <clears throat> uh, brother Marsh is uh, a retired military uh, Air Force, and he is the chaplain. So we got to fly to South Korea and uh, go to Osan Air Force Base and do revivals in the chapel for all the American soldiers. What an awesome treat. And then go on bases in Okinawa. There we find backslid pastor's kids that are in the military. There's a lot of them there. And we get them and we uh, get them in the international churches in Okinawa and uh, teach Bible studies and train. And we're so glad for this opportunity to go. In Japan, they have 22 Bible school programs with 174 students enrolled. That was as of last week. Uh, so the gospel's moving on. COVID's not stopping the gospel from moving in Japan. Uh, on a conference call, we got one uh, uh, Zoom calls. We have another one on Friday, but on the last ones we're uh, involved in, the Zoom calls of Asian, all the Asian missionaries, uh, God is moving mightily throughout these Asian countries in the midst of the pandemic, just like he's moving here. Praise the Lord. Amen. So thank you for partnering with us and helping us. We have items for sale out there. We have items for Myanmar, Japan, India, Cambodia. Yes, all the places we went, we try to bring something back. South Korea, we have some things. And uh, so if you're interested, if you're not, just stop by and look and greet us. We're happy for that. And keep us in your prayers most of all. Praise the Lord. We want to show a a short video and then we're going to sing and then we're going to get right into the word of God and uh, rejoice with what you're seeing. This is about the kingdom of God. It's not about me. It's about his truth is marching on. God bless you. It is believed that Christianity came to India in the first century. Jesus named 12 men to be apostles and commissioned them to take the gospel to the whole world. Matthew 28, 18 and 20. One of those was Bartholomew and another was Thomas, John 20, 24. Both Bartholomew and Thomas came to India and preached the apostolic message until their death. The seed of the word that was preached is still spreading across this nation. We are excited to be part of continuing to take the apostolic message to the nation of India. We are so thankful that God has called us into missions. We arrived in South Asia at the end of 2014 and we've been privileged to minister here the last three years. As we've traveled throughout these countries, God has put such a love in my heart for these precious people. So many are blinded by traditions, fears, and superstitions. We see their hopelessness, their hunger to know more about God. The things that we have heard all of our lives and take for granted, they've never even heard them before. They're receptive to the gospel as they search for spiritual enlightenment. I'm so thankful that I know that there's only one God, and His name is Jesus. He has all power in heaven and earth, and I can have a relationship with Him. I don't have to serve my God out of fear, but I can worship Him out of love. In our travels, we have been privileged to see a powerful demonstration of the Holy Ghost. AYC came to India in July 2015. The young child was raised from the deathbed. Blind eyes were opened. Over 100 received the Holy Ghost. In an Easter service, children being blessed, seeing hundreds of children filled with the Holy Ghost in a children's camp. as the saints of God rejoiced at the end of a minister's conference. In an orphanage where all 42 children received the Holy Ghost and were slain in the spirit for 30 minutes or more. In pastor's conferences, 
seeing pastors and wives receive the Holy Ghost. Also, Trinitarian pastors receiving the Holy Ghost and taking the message back to their church and the national pastors traveling there to continue teaching them and baptizing congregations in the name of Jesus Christ. We have witnessed about 4,500 receiving the Holy Ghost and seen many baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. We are so thankful to God for what He's done and is continuing to do. India has a population of over 1.3 billion, but only 2.3% are Christians. It is an unreached harvest field. Millions are hungry and crying out for help that only Jesus can give. I'm the man on the street holding a sign. I know what it says, but look in my eyes. I need more than money. Single mother of three I know how it looks But please don't condemn me I need you to reach me Will you pray for me? Will you speak to me? Be moved by compassion for me Help me, I'm falling Does anybody hear me call? I'm in too deep to save myself or I'd save myself or I need someone to help me. I'm the city you drive through on your way to work Can't you hear my streets crying full of pain and hurt Send me a preacher Will you reach to me? Please preach to me There's not much time important thing you can do to help is to pray for the nation of India and the Mark Harris family. Second, you can become a monthly supporter with Partners in Missions. And finally, you can make a sacrificial one-time offering to finance a children's camp. Whatever you do, we want to thank you in advance for your giving and for your prayers. God bless you. condemn me I need you to reach me Will you pray for me Will you speak to me Be moved
my compassion for me. Help me, I'm falling. Does anybody hear me calling now? Wow. Can't help but cheer up every time we see it. But um, anyway, he was talking about um, the... Uh, mansion that we lived in for a while we've lived okay always before I wanted to have a big huge house you know like the wraparound porch the whole shooting match I mean I wanted a big place and then we go to Asia and we've lived in some big places we have lived in some extremely small places and even back in the U.S. we have lived in different sized places and I was thinking about this right now we're staying in a studio apartment it's not really huge but you know what it has everything in there that we need to survive and I can cook I can do whatever I need to do but I was thinking about that and um, the Bible says I've learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content and I'm just thankful that God supplies all of our needs and he helps us to be content with what we have Well, praise the Lord. It's awesome. We're going to go right ahead into the Word of God and expedite some time. Y'all have good singing, so sure don't need to worry about mine. Uh, but uh, we are, uh, we came in in March of this year from Japan, and uh, we came in to meet the Global Mission Board because uh, we were not yet fully appointed. Uh, a full appoint had full appointment, and so it was our time. We became aimer in 2013, and we worked ourselves up till now. We're, we uh, it was our turn to be interviewed by the Global Mission Board. That means you're going to look at 27 renowned um, pastors all over the UPC, and many of them are, are were on uh, monitors from Canada because they couldn't get here. So I got here, and of course I got right here a week before the lock-in, lockdown or in, in March. So everything was canceled, so we were stuck for quite some time. Uh, and then finally in May we had the meeting. <laughs> uh, but now we can either go back, and now they appointed me full appointment. I'm so happy. Uh, uh, now we're... Uh, traveling last week we did seven services between Wednesday and Sunday night we were in seven services in Minnesota and uh, they're trying to find me places wherever I can go uh, and uh, it's uh, nevertheless it's uh, it's it's rough uh, but uh, we know that God's able and so they immediately put us on deputation before we had two-year point term now we have four-year term and um, they reappointed us to the country of Japan uh, that's where we will live in Okinawa and uh, we will still do the very same thing. We just have a different place to live because the place we were living, uh, we're not able to live there. Still able to go there and spend short time. Uh, we hope that we can. Uh, we go in a lot of places where, you know, you take your own life in your hand, you, and more or less, you could get put in prison for seven years for preaching. If you're caught, uh, proselyting, they call it, anyone from their religion to Christianity. So uh, we're willing to do the what God tells us to do. Amen. But tonight, I'd like to talk to you for the next 15 or 20 minutes at the most. I'm going to be very, uh, uh, very short. But I would like to uh, see... Uh, God, do some things among us. Amen. And uh, I stand in need of this also. But uh, in Romans 12 and 11, Paul asked the church at Rome, he said, we need to be fervent in spirit. Amen. The Greek word fervent there in Romans chapter 12, verse 11, thank you for standing, means to bubble, <laughs> means to be boiling hot. If there's ever a time that we need to be boiling hot and bubbling over, it's this day and age that we live. Can you say Amen. 
We pray the Lord's blessing on his word and God bless you. you may be seated. Praise the Lord. The greatest antidote to COVID and all the things that we're going through is to be on fire in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Did not John the Baptist say about Jesus that, that he would baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire? Many churches and church people, uh, God bless us. Amen. I'm speaking to me. We have the tongue part, uh, but we don't have the fire. Amen. Uh, like we need to have it. And uh, there is uh, uh, this time that uh, if ever there was time, it's time. Amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Some people are afraid of wildfire. Well, you know, it's a good thing because if there's wildfire, there's got to be some regular fire, some fire that we need. So, you know, the enemy and our flesh and different ones are going to throw things in when God starts moving. Just bring it on and let God take care of it and the pastor. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I want the fire. Praise the Lord. I want God to do something in me in this time that we are in. Not necessarily because of COVID only, but because Jesus is coming back and he told us to occupy to occupy until he comes, amen. That means that I must be about my father's business. There's hungry people out there and how can I tell them, really tell them about something that I am not experiencing yet. We know about the fire, but my friend, how long has it been since the fire has burned and bubbled inside of you, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe and I hope and I pray that is tonight. Deuteronomy 4, 24 says, Oh, the Lord our God is a consuming fire. He is a light. He is a fire. He's seen as a burning lamp passing through Abraham's covenant sacrifice. His divine nature was found in the fiery furnace. And he portrayed himself as a pillar of fire that was over Israel in the wilderness. Anything that stands in the way of wind-driven fires, anything combustible, amen, is consumed. Nothing can stand before the way, in the way of a wind-driven fire. Even the supposed inflammable objects sometimes burn. This is why we need to, we must get the fires of Pentecost raging in us. Amen. Do I have anybody hungry out there? Amen. That says, God set me on fire. We used to sing the old song. Set me on fire and made me a flame for you. I want to be burning inside. I want to be on fire. What God favors, he sets ablaze. Elijah's sacrifice, fire came to the altar. Abel's sacrifice was accepted over that of his brother's probably by a fire falling from heaven. When King David made a sacrifice at Ornan's threshing floor, the plague had already killed 70,000 people. But soon as he made a sacrifice of fire, the fire fell from heaven and consumed the sacrifice and the plague was stopped. I said the plague was stopped when the sacrifice was given and the people got on fire and God, amen, amen, the sacrifice was, was, was made and the fire fell from heaven upon the sacrifice. I want that to happen in me and to me. Solomon concludes his prayer of dedication at the temple and the fire fell from heaven. It consumed the sacrifice and the smoke of God's presence filled the temple. While God favors, he sets ablaze. He favors you. We know that when the church was born in the second chapter of the book of Acts, wind and fire came on the scene and it filled the upper room. This indicates the unique character of our sacrifices today. We are living sacrifices and the fire that touches us is spiritual. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. In our Lord's post-resurrection appearances, he walked with two people on the road to Emmaus. You know the story, and uh, as he sat down to eat with him, uh, without them realizing who he was, uh, as he uh, before, as he prayed, uh, 
Amen. Their eyes were open and he departed from them. I believe he vanished. And then they said, oh, oh, don't you remember? I can remember him talking to us on the road and did not our hearts burn within us? Oh, I want the word of God to burn within my heart. Oh, hallelujah. I don't want to be a traditional Pentecostal. I don't believe you can be a traditional apostolic, but I do believe that we can be traditional in the experience of Pentecost. I want to be apostolic from the top of my head to my soul, to the sole of my feet. I want to be on fire in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Billy Sunday was evangelist many years ago and someone asked him the secret of his many successes on the evangelistic field. His response was interesting. He said, I set myself on fire, said Sunday, and people come to see me burn. It's not about your intellect. It's not about your charisma that turns God on. Maybe you have it, maybe you don't. That's okay. Your gifts or abilities that make none of those things that I just listed can make a difference in the world. But the thing that can make a difference in the world is when God becomes to us like a consuming fire. Amen. Hallelujah. That we are on fire and we are bubbling and we are burning. And it's in us like a river of living joy. Praise the Lord. Did not he save you drink of this water? Amen. You'll thirst again. But the water that I shall give you shall be in you a well which springs up into everlasting life. I ask you, my friend, what about the well? Bubbling. The kids sing. Bubbling. Bubbling in my soul. Oh, I'm singing. See, I'm going to sing. Didn't spare you. I'm shouting, since Jesus made me whole. I used to have that bubbler machine. I would wind that thing up and fill it with bubbles, and I would go bubble and blow out. I mean, big old bubble was coming out, coming out of it all over everybody, and they just loved it. Really, they didn't, but, but I thought they did. I love doing it. <clears throat> I love being the one to turn. But it's really true. It's bubbling, 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 bubbling in my soul. How long has it been since it's bubbled? The fire. Hallelujah. It's by his spirit and through his spirit that we are moved as he moves us as fire in our beings and throughout the world, we make a difference. Romans 12 and 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Our calling is to be a living sacrifice, one that is set on fire. Amen. God started this fire in us. If you have the Holy Ghost. Remember how you felt? How long has it been? And you loved everybody. Give me that old time religion. Makes me love everybody. Makes me love the pastor. I mean, he could have got up when I was new and had the fire. He could have got up and said, Noah led the children of Israel on the ark and Moses was on the boat and I'd have still jumped up and I'd hooted and hollered and I still ran the aisle. I didn't care. That's my pastor. Now you better get it right at the church somewhere else, you know, not here, but... <clears throat> And such nitpicking has it this year filled with pressures that we have never dealt with before really brought out in us who we really are? I've always been honorary. I mean, people arguing with each other, fighting over each other. Who cares if you vote Republican or Democrat? I'd rather be your brother or you're my sister and be in unity with you than fight over who you're going to vote for. 
I don't know which way my kids are voting and I don't care. They're my kids and I'm gonna love them no matter who they vote for. Amen? Or even if they don't vote, I hope they did. I don't know. But unity is more important than your position and who you think you are and how it ought to be done and how everybody ought, you know, ought to wear a mask. And if you don't, and this service is for masked people, and this service is for those that are unmasked. And, uh, and we ought not even have church and blah, 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 and all that other stuff that's going on in those other churches. I have to hear all this. And you know what? Uh, and it's ridiculous. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, well, do whatever's told you in your church, whatever the pastor says. But be in the house of God. And I know that most of you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Leviticus, uh, God, Jehovah told them, a fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out, Leviticus 6 and 13. Don't allow the environment to snuff out the flames. I know the Bible says that because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I realize that, that some people that were, that were with us maybe are not here anymore. Amen, I didn't make it through the first shutdown in some of the places I go. Amen, that's what I'm being told but don't allow that to affect you. Whatever happens in the election, whatever happens next year, you need to be on fire anyway. But more than ever, we need it. And this church is where we've got to keep coming to as long as the doors are open. Amen. And if they're going to be shut, then I'm going to listen at home. And if I can't listen or watch at home, then, sir, you better be ready to lead your family in the truth and keep the fire burning in your home. Whatever comes, we have to have the fire of the Holy Ghost. And, Father, if you don't have it, how will you lead your family into it? That's where it starts anyway. Whether... None of those things that I spoke about happens, and I pray they don't. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, that we should not quench or extinguish the spirit in our lives. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We need the fire. So many forces are capable of stifling the work of God in our lives. That's why we must pray without ceasing. It's through prayer that we draw close to God, who remember is a consuming fire, and we can become illuminated in his presence when we stay in his presence. You say, how do you pray always? How do you, how do you pray all the time in the spirit? That's right, First Thessalonians 5, 19, quench out the spirit, KJV. Well, you keep your mind upon the Lord. It's kind of like this. You can tell what your mind is upon when you hit the first patch of ice this winter. Why do you yell? Check your, check the burner. Normally, while we would yell, and I know you did, if you had it already. I've been in Minnesota, and it snowed all the time. We were there. I mean, we were down. Yeah, it was Minnesota. But, you know, we need to remember that, that hopefully when something happens, calamity, or, or we're put under pressure, and at the spur of the moment, that we say, Jesus. Because that's how we keep him on our mind. It's there. We don't go around praying in tongues all day long. It'd be nice, but you got to go to work and your, your co-workers will put you in a straitjacket and take you to the hospital. Amen. Jeremiah said God's presence was like a fire in his bones in the 20th chapter, verse 9 of Jeremiah. He said his word. Well, we have his word in us. It's like a fire shut up in his bones. Do you have the flame? Is it a flickering? Do you need to rekindle it? Let me share with you a piece used by Evan Roberts, the early 20th century in a message to churches. When the fire of God has fallen 
and the musicians come in. When the voice of God is calling, brothers, sisters, children, youth, get the flame. When the torch of God is burning, men's weak efforts overturning. Christians, get the flame. While the Holy Ghost is pleading, human methods superseding, he himself the flame. While the power hearts is bending, yield thine own to him surrendering. All to get the flame. For the world at last is waking and beneath his spell is breaking into living flame. And our glorious Lord is seeking human hearts to rouse the sleeping, fired with the heavenly flame. If in utter self-surrender you would work for Christ, remember, you must have the flame. For the sake of the bruised and dying and the lost in darkness lying, we must get the flame. For the sake of Christ in glory and the spreading of the gospel story, we must get the flame. Oh, my soul, for thy refining and thy clearer, brighter shining, do not miss the flame. On the Holy Ghost relying, simply trusting and not trying, you will get the flame. Brothers, sisters, let us cease our dreaming. And while God's flood tide is streaming, let's all get the flame. Let's get the flame. You know, In a few days, November the 11th, I'll be married 37 years. My wife will say that's a long time to be married to one person. <clears throat> 19 of those years, we've been traveling. Total of time, about 19 years. I've been in a lot of churches all across America. done children's camps in 21 districts and sometimes I've had the freedom of coming out years ago as a clown they was expecting me to do gospel to do gospel illusions and goof off and clown around but many times the Holy Ghost would take right over and I mean it could be that the gifts would be in operation that happened many times I don't know <clears throat> But I've seen so many more than I could probably even try to begin to count. Good saints. I mean committed people that's sitting on our pews for years. And some of them been so long since they spoke in tongues and had fire. My first year teaching at ABI as a junk instructor I taught, one of my subjects was Holy Ghost and I had three students come to me. I just saw one of them last week at Mankata. Coda. Man Mankata. Yes, whatever it's at. Where your daughter goes to church when she's in Minnesota. I didn't, it's been like 10 years since I saw her, this student, but of course she's out of college now, but she came up to me and she said, remember, she was one of them, but three students come up to me in private with another girl. And they told me, I had, here they are, 21, 25 years old. These three they were twin those ages and they hadn't spoken tongues since the first time when they were five and four and six years old. And now they're 24, 25. They were at that time. The first year I taught. And I so enjoyed talking with them and then taking them into the church, the ABI church. I preached there last Sunday night, just this past Sunday night. And seeing all of them get the Holy Ghost or get renewed in the Holy Ghost. I, I'm not going to say they don't have the Holy Ghost. But why do I want to 
had the devil lie to me year after year and my pride keeps me sitting on a pew. No, they didn't come to me in class. They didn't raise their hand in class. During the class that first week I was there and say, oh, Brother Harris, after you taught that, I was just convicted. I want to tell her in front of everybody. No, and I don't expect, I didn't expect many people to do that. But we need the fire burning, friend. And you know, it's not a bad thing to talk in tongues every day. Really, we need to pray every day. Not just really. We, we, I, I, I have to. Now, whether you go pray in tongues every day or not, I don't know. But, but you need to do it as often as you can. But it wouldn't hurt. I need the fire. But good people are on our pew and the devil's lied to them forever. Maybe they get hung up in stammering lips. And they just can't move forward and they end up giving up because nobody even knows it. I started evangelizing in 1988, 1990. My wife went with me four or five years down the road. I asked my wife, I said, honey, I don't want to be critical of you, but we've been in some powerful services, baby. But I've never heard you speak in tongues before. Is there, is there something wrong? And I, I, I love you. She said, well, I haven't spoken in tongues since I was 14. That's when I first got it. And I just haven't been able to do it any longer. I said, well, that's going to change. And it did. It wasn't because she didn't have the Holy Ghost. There's not a, a more godly woman on the face of the earth in my book than my wife. But here's what I would like for us to do. I think it'd be good that we would all stand right now. I know I went way, probably way over. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.